0: Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome back. This episode of the Golf Guide podcast is brought to you by GolfGuide.net. Um, save 20 to 70% off greens fees at golf courses all over California, as well as several courses in Nevada and a few in Southern Oregon as well. Um, we're working tirelessly to add more courses to our repertoire to help you save money at more golf courses over a larger area than ever before. Again, that's golfguide.net. And when you go and purchase some greens fees on golfguide.net, use the promo code GGpodcast and save 10% on all purchases of $50 or more. Again, that's the promo code GGpodcast at golfguide.net. Find the golf you need, people. There's golf that you need, and we will help you find it.
1: haven't spoken about golf tournaments before the podcast which is what we usually do most of the good stuff is never even recorded and none of you get to enjoy it
0: which is true yeah i mean it's kind of the point where we've barely made eye contact you know
1: i well yeah it's awkward anyway because <laughs> it distracts me to look into your eyes most of the people by the way who listen to our podcast think that uh it's a real kind of gay situation that's going on I I, I I assure everybody it's not at least not for kyle
0: yeah Oh, well, I mean, most of the time it's it's not, yeah, but anyway, you, you can
1: keep listening safely and and rest assured it won't get super gay
0: yeah, yeah, all right, question not non golf related, even though you we'll tie it back in there afterwards have you uh have you been enjoying these Olympics so far? Kinda have, have you been like watching or the it Olympics
1: just, generally yeah, yeah, I mean the Americans have been doing real well uh, it
0: seems like they don't lose anything. Yeah. Except was, for golf. Yeah, with <laughs> some stuff.
1: The Chinese seem to be good at synchronized diving for some reason. Yeah, that does. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've been watching a pretty good amount of the Olympics, I guess. And uh, before we get to the golf, you know, I saw the men's 100 meters last night. That was mm-hmm. good. I Usain missed, Bolt I missed, is... I missed it, Very. He's a cool
0: guy. He is. We all know he's cool. It's pretty crazy that that dude runs the 100-yard dash, and he just basically has it all wrapped up by 70, 70 meters in. And so he just kind of like looks around, just makes sure it's chill, and he can kind of just coast a little bit just so he doesn't, you know.
1: Cause I, it's, it's a cool way to watch him run because he's taller than most of the other guys. yeah, And I don't know if this is why because I'm not a physiologist, but... <laughs> He starts out slow, I mean slow, please. He starts <laughs> out he starts out not leading and sure. then he gains because he has longer strides than guys and it just takes him longer to get up to full speed. Massive gains, massive gigantic. <laughs> so it's it's a more entertaining race because it's not a foregone conclusion visually from the start. I watched a lot of good races the last couple of days. I watched like the the uh 10k. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That Mo Farah won after he fell down, which was pretty cool. And so here's the thing: these races that they start out at the staggered points right. along the track. Right. Obviously, they do it so the distances are equal, but mm. uh, it bothers me. I can't help that it the person on the inside
0: me. still has some sort of an advantage because I when the race is actually going on, you know, that's when they get their advantage. Like, I mean, they start behind, but they can like see themselves picking up the slack as the race goes on i feel like that there's some sort of subconscious confidence that as a result i don't know that, I, I would just rather be on in the inside lane i i see
1: your theory i i buy that i would rather all the races were just in one big giant long line yeah. like at an airport yeah on a, <laughs> yeah. On, a on a runway
0: <laughs> that actually would be really killer with a camera <laughs> with a camera that just moves
1: along the side of it because that's what the hundred meters is and that's why it's so great but when you get longer than that you have to take these turns because you're in a stadium but if you just did it out in the savannah or somewhere like that or on a, tre- a treadmill would be kind of stupid but uh anyway i think it'd be more exciting to watch them run on a line but i i understand why they can't do it anyway this is just me dreaming
0: no i'm about to prove to you how much of a goon that i am so two nights ago we were watching you know track and field and it kind of like dawned on me like how crazy is it that like running is still like a sport, like a, a, an Olympic sport, just the act of running fast, and that basically like, really all you're watching is, who would be able to not get eaten by a lion out in the wild? That's important. They, I mean, it, it is, and at one point in life, it was the most important thing. And it's also who can run away from other humans. Yeah, I mean, dude, like when you really think about it, and granted, I mean, I don't think we need to really guess, how lifted I was, at, at what at what space station I was at, when I was watching the Olympics at this point. Oh but, my goodness. <laughs> at, when I, it's like, you're just watching a bunch of guys just run. Like, there's no like sport, sport like we're so accustomed to seeing and everything else. Like, these guys are literally just running as fast as they fucking can, trying to run faster than the guy next to them, who's trying to do the same thing for both guys on his side. It's just, it's so primal. It's as pure as it gets. It's, it, it it's kind of a, almost a trip to watch because of how simple and primal it is. Why it's a great race? Yeah, it. I don't know. I was having a moment with myself. Yeah, that is lovely. <laughs> Thank you. You know, one of <laughs> I have several moments with myself, but I just cared not to share most of them on this podcast. Well, it'd be against the law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: you know the the Olympic sport. I don't know about statistically speaking, but one of the Olympic sports where men and women have the least difference in skill. You know, because th- there are some sports where you could say, well, maybe the women are even better than the men, mm-hmm. like gymnastics. Yeah, D- sure. it's sports that are judged. Figure, Where fig, is, figure skating like you could you could make a case it could be very ad- advantageous to be four feet eight inches tall you and know more f- and women are more flexible the whole mm-hmm. thing sure but and you watch the male gymnasts it's really torture but like it, it, except for the rings those fucking
0: specimens no though. they are but it is nu- yeah, that's nuts but, but anyway go ahead but sorry. you know
1: like you compare the men and the women and the men's floor routine is just unbearable yeah. and the women's floor routine is pretty cool mm-hmm. anyway uh, one event where they don't have a huge difference and it's exactly the same thing is uh the marathon. Mm. Really? The world's fastest male marathoner is faster than the the women's marathoner but not by a ton. Hmm. I think the men's world record these days is around 2 hours 2 minutes and something like 15 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And the women's record is only about 10 minutes slower than that, which isn't that much worse considering how long the race is.
0: And considering, you know, just genetically how the guy who set the record's legs are probably how much longer than the woman who set the record. So just, See, that's the Just, thing. just physically think, right out of the gate. Like, you would think they'd have a huge advantage.
1: You'd think so. But I think these male marathoners who set the record, they're not that tall. I think they're probably six feet. And a lot of the women who do it are kind of tall, too. But the men's strides are a little bit longer. Well, but
0: in terms of r- rapidity of uh, you know anyway stride, well, it, it's funny you mention this because I I literally could not have planned the segue any better. But I can't believe that I, 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 no, we, really, were, I was thinking really, desperately of really how to get out. I don't know because you're good cause, so speaking of comparing men to women, how long have you <laughs> wondered? I have a definite <laughs> answer for you by the way. In golf terms, yes. How much have you wanted to see like the men and the women play the same course? Like, right around the same time to see how their games stack up one against the other at the same test. Now, great, I know the women aren't going to be playing the same tees as the men do at the Olympics, but I'm really excited to see the women get a chance to play the same course as the men in close to the same conditions to see what the difference in scores and everything like that is going to be. It's going to be really, really fascinating. That's something I've been curious to see most of my golf-watching life. Yes. And we're going to get a chance to see that now that the, the men's tournament's concluded, oh, and have, then the gals are getting ready to go on Thursday. I like it. I like
1: it. Uh, it reminds me of what they did with the U.S. Open last year, the year before, with Pinehurst, because the men played there, and then a week or two after that, the the women played there. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've started to understand that people are into that mm-hmm. whole scene. It is uh, a scene, by the way, yeah, right. it's very much a scene, and it actually you know let's let's transition here into talking about the Olympics a little bit, obviously, it would have been way better if There'd the very best players in the world are the there. best
0: players, correct
1: with that caveat, I thought it was a really good tournament, I did too. it started out really slow and sluggish mm-hmm. and and all kind of weirdos are leading, and uh. You know no offense to Marcus Fraser and Thomas Peters and all these guys uh it was rainy, it was weird mm-hmm. but by the end of the tournament, we had seen a pretty good gallery. Mm-hmm. you know it kind of sucked the first couple of days, but by the time it was sunday, good gallery, the golf course I thought was really cool really i cool. i am I thought the golf course might be kind of shitty.
0: It reminded me of a lot of the good Australian courses. That's what I kept hearing. Everybody kept on uh, comparing it to like great courses they see in the sand belt down in Australia. And Gil Hans fucking killed it. Great, he did a great, great, great job. Yeah, really he, interesting. The whole Hans design team really killed it. I mean, there's a very, very small chance that he'll ever hear what we're saying. But Gil, if you are listening, you did a remarkable job. Congratulations. That that was that was a really good golf tournament. And actually. I would even feel comfortable saying that even had the rest of the world's best players been there, there's a very strong chance that you still would have had those two players battling out at the 18th hole. Because really, at the end at the end of the day, you got two of the best six players in the world basically with the really cool, memorable duel that basically came down to the second to last shot on the 18th hole. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you got a great golf tournament. You did. It was fantastic. It... It delivered, it had names at
1: the end who Mm -hmm. were fighting it out. Uh, They were, these are guys who care. You know, they're
0: fiery. It was good. I mean, really, it was an excellent golf tournament. Has anything in your life ever made more sense than Matt Kuchar winning a bronze medal? (laughs) Well, yeah, right. (laughs) Well, no, somebody on Twitter
1: said this, and, and I was saying this to my brother when we were watching it. I said, you know, Matt Kuchar obviously shot 63 or four on Sunday. I think it was 64. Bo- Bogey-free 64. Very impressive. But 18 was that easy par five, and Kucher had like a 12 foot birdie putt, and he left it short by like a rotation in the middle of the hole. <laughs> and it turns out it wouldn't have made a difference. He still would have finished in right. bronze, but he didn't know that at the time. And somebody on Twitter said, "Is there anything more Matt Kucher <laughs> than leaving <laughs> a birdie putt short in the middle of the hole?" To get a bronze. And there isn't. That's the no. most Matt Kuchar thing there ever was. But no. I thought it was it was neat with Matt Kuchar. You know, his wife and the... You start out the day and you're Matt Kuchar. He was in, gotta be like 12th, 15th place. Yeah, somewhere and, somewhere far back there. And uh, the great thing about the Olympic model is that, if, you know, unlike an ordinary golf tournament where the only thing that anybody gives a shit about except guys who are trying to get started mm-hmm. is winning right winning is the only thing that matters and then money you know to a degree you care about second and third because it's so much more money but if you're Henrik Stenson you don't care about second place no but in this tournament you know if you're Matt Kuchar third place that's big deal that like is a big deal you really kicked ass to get third place and you get a medal because of it instead of uh spending a week of your life giving ratings to nbc for free and getting nothing and maybe the zika virus so it
0: really does make a difference to come in third it was uh you know i was actually genuinely surprised with not only how much i enjoyed watching the tournament but how much all of the athletes seemed to really enjoy participating in the tournament like i think they kind of got that olympic dust you know just rubbed all in their faces and they they were eating it up i mean so, like, Ricky Fowler and Bubba Watson were there at the podium ceremony to watch Matt Kuchar get a third place, you know, a bronze medal. Like, when does that ever? Like, you're never going to see that another time. And I think even Justin Rose, I mean, he was fucking ecstatic to win a gold medal. And he he said it flat. He's like, this was maybe the coolest win. I mean, this is a guy that's won the U.S. Open. And he's like, this is, like, the coolest win that I've ever had. Yeah. Which is, I thought, shocking. But after hearing all the positive feedback from the people that were there for the golf tournament, maybe this will get more guys excited to participate in 2020.
1: A lot of the guys, and maybe they're just saying this to get some of the heat off of them, but a lot of the guys who said they weren't going to go this year and who didn't go said that they will go to Tokyo because it doesn't have the security and health concerns that Brazil does. I There have been some security concerns. Well, Ryan Lochte was <laughs> yeah. robbed at gunpoint. But... He That's normal, though. deserves it, right? I mean he is annoying. He's a chill bro.
0: <laughs> so
1: <laughs> I'm not sure he was robbed. It was probably it was probably the police. <laughs> it was I think I thought I heard it was they, they feigned to yeah, be police, yeah, but they probably they probably were real police, to be honest <laughs> with you. But but uh and that horrible hair I mean, he deserves to Pay some kind of price for that. I I don't have an explanation for the hair, but,
0: you know, again, he seems like a chill enough dude. Yeah, well, I don't know about
1: that, but... uh, Anyway, so I think the golf tournament could have ended up being shitty, but because the course was really solid, like, it looked like a ton of fun, Mm -hmm. I would love to play it. Yeah. Really fair. You had a nice winning score, but it was also not a pushover. Guys were shooting over par, and uh, cool international Players you've never heard of who didn't have a chance, but it was a nifty thing about the tournament. Um, Yeah, you got to meet these guys from Bangladesh and elsewhere who you'll never see again except maybe the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not necessarily going to win, but maybe they will sometime. And they're cool stories. Hearing about people who love golf so much that they become great at it in a place where it's really hard to play is. A cool story and it's very good for golf so that whole thing and then the fact that it had a great finish i think rescued what could have been uh a, a fatal downbeat kind of event uh and made it actually a, a net positive even with all the the pre-event fuckery and uh tokyo is going to be better because the japanese are obsessed with golf uh, to their credit. Yes, very and much so. And I think all the American players are going to go over there. That There's a lot of brand-building opportunity to play in the Olympics, and players, I guess, ignored that this time around. But when they go to Japan, they'll be told by their agents, you better not fuck this up,
0: you better go. And right.
1: So I think we're going to see a really premier field for the next Olympics.
0: Well, what I failed to think about before the Olympics had started and— it, it runs counterintuitive to what, you know, Rory was saying at his press conference where he's like I didn't get into golf to build the to grow the game, I got into to fucking win, which i respected and I don't disagree with. But I kind of failed to realize that the Olympics is going is getting people watching golf who otherwise would not have. Of and course. that it is a really great opportunity to actually expose the game to a new audience. And I, 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 I just didn't grasp that and understand that. I, I didn't think there was going to be that many people paying attention to the golf tournament of the Olympics that wouldn't have been paying attention to whatever golf's happening anyway. But um, that turned out to be the case, especially if you saw that one highlight of Justin Rose hitting it, it like on the final round where some get lady just picked up his ball right off the side of the fucking hole, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just not knowing what the fuck was going on. You're kind of like, I don't think she watches a lot of golf. Right. That's, that's okay. But I mean... This tournament ended up exposing the game of golf to a lot of people that may not have otherwise ever watched it. And they were treated to a great tournament, which I'm hoping will help, you know, grow the popularity a little bit and kind of get golf back on the right track. Because it's it's definitely in a little bit of a lull right now. The only thing that, you know, could
1: have been better is in terms of the American audience, although America, it's a big golf country. So it's not necessarily the target, but... uh, it wasn't in prime time and you know, it was early. And then in the prime time rebroadcast, I think they showed some highlights, but very little golf. in the was, prime it, time broadcast. It was not extensive. No. Um, but yeah, it, it goes to show like, I mean, there are a lot of sports that are popular among subgroups here in America. Um, you know, gymnastics mm-hmm. track and field, you know, there, there are big programs here in America for both of those things. And like the U S women gymnasts are, best in the world but nobody would give a hell of a fucking shit about them (laughs) if it weren't for the olympics in terms of people who don't actually do it and their and their parents Mm -hmm. so the reason that uh those sports grow is because of the olympics and uh golf can benefit from that boost too so i came away with it very i was looking forward to it for years I got bummed out about it due to all the headwinds that it was facing, right. and guys like Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy just big timing it, and Jason Day, and I think that it does
0: look bad for them.
1: Uh, I think they're gonna with the
0: way that the tournament turned out, they are the ones that end up looking like they have a pie on their face. Which yeah. I, I, I mean, we both would have guessed a month ago that they were gonna be look good, be like, man, sure glad I didn't show up to that fucking shit show. But it really turned out to be the exact opposite, and right. that the guys that didn't show up, they, they missed out.
1: They did they did. And except Ricky Fowler should have not gone.
0: <laughs> as it turned out, Ricky was really pumped on the Olympics. I think he still I mean, he still is pumped on the Olympics. He's still there. He's cheering that is swim still, team on. He's, he's watching he, the track and field. He he's, stayed there after. Oh yeah.
1: Oh my god. He's having a great time. Shouldn't he get back here and learn how to play
0: golf in time for the Ryder Cup? <laughs> well, Ricky shot a 63 on Saturday, didn't he? I don't know. He went low on Saturday. I mean like I mean after he had, you know, had obviously blown his load, you know, the first, you know, two days with all all kinds of bad golf shots, but yeah, he had a really
1: really good Saturday. There was a bit of a strain going around with this Olympics, not the the mosquito-borne strain that we've heard so much about, <laughs> but that even the guys who showed up, it seemed like m- many of them didn't take the uh the prep as seriously as they would have for a major.
0: Yeah, and, except and for that and one fucking idiot from South Africa who decided to skip the the British Open And skip the PGA Championship to go to Brazil to prepare for the Olympics only to finish, you know, 51st out of 60 players. (laughs) That that didn't work out.
1: (laughs) Okay, I thought they made a couple of mistakes with the tournament. I thought that uh, the the groups of three on Sunday were a bad idea.
0: I didn't quite get that. I mean, I think I understood the fact that they were hoping that three guys would have a chance on the back nine on Sunday and to have all three of them in the same group would be really dramatic. So had it worked out, like if Matt Kuchar had ended up playing in the group with Rose and Stenson, it actually probably would have been pretty good. But I think that's kind of why you see two people in, an, in the final, you know, on Sundays and groups. Because the dual aspect of it just seems more likely, given the top two guys going into Sunday, than three people holding it together to be in that same position by the back nine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So I
1: thought that was a a bit of a misstep. Yeah, but uh, I can't you know.
0: remember who who was playing with him again. Exactly. Uh, no, it was uh,
1: it was Frazier, I think. Was it Frazier? Yeah.
0: Down. You know, goes he had a good. Frazier. He
1: had a. Uh, if he, I was about to say he had a uh, successful sitcom on NBC for a no. while, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, the the two guys uh. who who uh, besides Kucher who were contending, uh, they put a nice athletic face on golf. Yeah. You know, golf obviously is a sport that you can play at a variety of athletic levels, and that's one of the reasons it's such a great sport. But when you're in the Olympics and you're trying to show off in front of all these weightlifters and track stars... You leave Patrick Reed at home. He, well, <laughs> you know, it might not be great if Patrick Reed wins the first one <laughs> compared to, like, Hendrick Stenson... Or a Justin Rose. ...who, you know, has a, a very muscular chest. And Justin Rose, who probably isn't as good as Henrik stenson but at least he you know kind of looks like a guy. he looks
0: he, he looks enough like an athlete he does what do you think of pat reed yelling at the photographer telling him to turn the fucking cameras off <laughs>
1: yeah patrick reed gets fired up he does <laughs> it so f- it's a fiery guy <laughs> yeah it was a very loud gallery and that's to be expected uh-huh. in a place where they don't have any real experience going to golf tournaments sure so you expect people to not understand the etiquette of golf because they don't play. It's an Olympic event, so people would go to it not knowing a thing about the sport. Right. So it's frustrating for the players, but also understandable. It's not like when it happens in Florida. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you get mad at the Floridians for the thousandth thing that's wrong with that state. I saw, by the way, if anybody's not following this guy on Twitter, you have to follow Florida Man. Do you okay. follow Florida Man? No, but it sounds great. Florida Man retweets all of the very best stories coming out of the state of Florida. And the one that I saw yesterday was just so great. Is that man who on his first day out of jail, you know, after serving 20 something years for, you know, killing somebody in a road rage incident, is promptly killed on in a road rage incident but only that, two hours after leaving jail. That sounds amazing. <laughs> It's just—it's a uh, lot, a lot of like you know—you gotta love irony. dying and car accidents from masturbating and watching porn while on the highway and all—all all, all sorts of really wonderful I Floridian that, things like that. I Bet that happens a lot, yeah. But I don't cops know show th- up. The porn's still playing on the phone, you know. Oh, <laughs> that sounds great. Oh, it is great. Oh my god. It, it, well, you—you I mean, you gotta follow I mean, Florida man on Twitter. Please follow yeah. him. It's—it's it's wonderful. <laughs>
1: you ever—I uh, don't know if this was in Florida, but it probably was. You ever hear that—that that snake ate the baby story? It, no. Bubba, the, Bubba the Love Sponge, the radio host, he, uh, <laughs> his <laughs> show, great fucking name, <laughs> took this on years ago. So there were these parents, and uh, I think they had a snake. It was either in their business, like they had a pet store, or it was their personal snake. But they lived next to the where the snake was. I think it was a pet store, so they lived upstairs. But th- they like secured the terrarium poorly. And it was this enormous boa constrictor, or something like
0: that. Poor terrarium security is all. That's always a death sentence. You don't want to do well, that. That's, well, that's, the, that's the golden rule of so, snake ownership. So quite sad. fucked up. Quite sadly,
1: they had a young baby mm. up in you know the residence. You mean a
0: tasty appetizer?
1: <laughs> so morning comes around, and the baby's the baby's been eaten. It's gone. The baby's dead. A horrible tragedy. Yes. So. This uh, Bubba's show, they took the 911 call. Oh, no. And those are all public because, you know, I don't know why, but they are. So, I mean, I know why, but you kind of wish it weren't the case (laughs) in situations like this. Oh, no. And then they created a song parody with it (laughs) uh, to the song Shake, Shake, Shake Your Booty. It's Snake, Snake, Snake. (laughs) Is the the song that they made, Jesus Christ. and it, we're we're gonna oh. you know I you gotta go uh, listen to that on YouTube or wherever you can find it. But uh, wow, you know it's a it's a lemonade out of lemon situation <laughs> with uh, the song. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a horrible tragedy. Is the bottom line. Yeah, <laughs> Florida. I, I, yeah. Okay, Florida. That, it, it, yeah, we we're Florida is where oh, we were. and, and the, you know the golf course had the promised creatures. There were all yeah. kind of gators down there. There, and, there and was there an were, abundance of wildlife. And there were a lot of rodents that looked very fat, and I don't even know what they eat, but they, they were there. They did not look malnourished. I liked the waist areas. I liked mm-hmm. the the course pl- played kind of linksy, which was cool.
0: Well, it's weird because it looked like a lynx course, but they kept saying on the broadcast, um, and you know, just from watching the players, that it wasn't playing that way. Most of I thought it was. Well, it was moist the first couple of days, so you weren't getting really any rollout like you would on a traditional lynx course, but... It definitely. I, as the Sometimes course things, matures, as so the course matures, maybe it dries out. Maybe it will play a little
1: more linksy. Sometimes things start out a little bit moist when they're <laughs> at the start, yes. and then as time goes on, and you know, they just get a little drier. Yes,
0: and that's what happened at the Olympics. No comment. Yes, that that's true. Um, speaking of course maturation, is that golf course going to last? No. Is there any like? Is there any way that this Olympics generates enough interest, and in this tournament that happened last weekend, and the women's tournament this upcoming weekend generates enough interest and memories that no. the course will be able to survive no. off people wanting to go play that golf course? No, no, no. 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 There's no way. No, no. It's not going to happen. So, this plan to have it become Rio's first public golf course—how long does that last before it folds? You give me like an your honest like, count. Cal- you know, I honest
1: like four years, three years. Yeah, I mean, it's not a country that has a lot of golfers. It's as simple as that. No, and uh, you know, you see all these photo montages, uh, collages, whateverages <laughs> you can think of, garages, variousages, right, uh, of old Olympic venues, and they're all decrepit and falling apart. And there's no reason to think that a golf course isn't going to be the same as like the swimming venue from Sarajevo, or yeah, but wherever rec- they had the Olympics 50 years. But ago. it's
0: going to thrive because it costs a lot of money to maintain and a lot of people to take care of it Even all the time.
1: Even more reason <laughs> that it'll be abandoned quickly. Shit,
0: that's too bad. I know, and it's a great golf course. I, I'm sadly might agree with you, but I really, I'm really hoping it can somehow find a way to, if
1: they're willing to run it as a loss. They will be able to do it, but somebody's going to have to bite the bullet and I don't know who owns the golf course now. you know it's not the IOC. it's probably the, <laughs> probably the government it's probably the Brazilian government and uh huh. they've got all kind of
0: problems yeah yeah they're their presidential situations a real a real shit show right now, indeed it is yes hmm well let's jump uh, before we before we take off. you have any thoughts uh, so we've got one great tournament, Justin Rose Henrik Stenson. Matt Kuchar, by the way, you did call me a a traitor of sorts for not uh, pulling for an American in the tournament, and my boy Henrik did finish uh, second. Justin Rose, a very deserving champion, heading into the women's tournament this weekend. Any thoughts? Who you want to win versus who you think will win? Is it the same thing? Do you have any thoughts regarding women's golf at all? Well, I, I am going <laughs> <watch. laughs> to. Sorry, ladies.
1: I, I'm looking forward to watching the tournament. Yeah, uh, I'm rooting for the Americans the same way I did for the men's tournament. I uh, will be full, pulling for Miss Lexi Thompson. Yeah, she's she's very likable. She's going to definitely have ribbons. It's going to be a ribbony situation <laughs> in her hair. An abundance of ribbons. Yes. Fact. Yes. 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 Uh, it'll be nice to see the golf course one more time before it's plowed under for a landfill uh it's a shame uh no i mean I, i'm just looking forward to watching it room for the americans it's that's my only thought about it although i do think that the international players probably have the edge
0: yeah you, you know you might actually finally see korea bring a, bring home a medal in in something in some sort of summer olympic games that isn't tainted in 1988
1: <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that that South Korea has not won a Summer Olympic medal that has not been tainted? No, no. I mean, they they have, but they're very few and far between. I'm surprised because it's a populous country with a, you know, an athletic tradition and competitive
0: spirit and the whole thing. What's uh What's the name of the the 1988 <laughs> boxing controversy that? Um, I do not know. Ray Roy Jones Jr., who got basically like hosed by the judges to some. Far inferior Korean boxer who he very clearly beat the living shit out of, and then in a scores decision lost, and, and you, you and can't trust Korean any, Olympics has just been forever tainted and you, you can't disrespected trust, and not taken seriously ever since then. <laughs> can't trust any sports that have judges. Yeah, that is true. You need that's sports definitely. that
1: are objective. That's yeah. why the it's why golf and the hundred meters are all so good. That's true. Golf for all of its rules fiascos and annoyances, at the end of the day, you have a number that a human being doesn't determine it's determined by facts yeah which is which is what you want by the way kyle our (laughs) co-host or actually the host the the you know the man who makes it all happen whatever you want to say shot 77 uh yesterday
0: yesterday unbelievable yeah um Everybody should be some very of the, in awe. Of well, that. Some of the folks listening to this podcast uh, may have been some of the people that came out and played at the Golf Guide Play Day at Yochidehi yesterday. We a, had a and great I, time. A wonderful golf course. It's uh, it's very very fun. Although it must not be that hard. It's not. I mean, I, as much as I want to, you know, you know, <laughs> well, you know, stroke got, myself about it. It's got to be uh, the easiest uh, course uh, in Northern California. Well, no, <laughs> because I shot 78 on Saturday at a course that was actually easier. However, Yocha is not hard. thing. I mean, we played from the whites, which were 6,500 yards. So there were two sets of tees that we could have played that would have made it much more difficult. Because I think the blacks, the tips play at like 7,350, almost 7,400 yards. No one's playing those. And then the golds still play 7,000. Mm. And I remember when I the only other time I played at Yocha D, we played the golds. And granted, my golf game wasn't where it is now, but I got my ass rightly kicked. And this year, we're like, hey, We just want to have fun. Don't really care much about scores. Play it from 6,500 yards. 65 is a reasonable distance. Dude, I have never come off the tee that well, ever. I mean, you know me. I don't hit driver because I don't know how, but I was yesterday, and I was hitting it like 265, 270 with a good amount of accuracy all day. Very nice. It's amazing how much golf changes as a a game strategy-wise when you can actually hit the ball more than 225 yards off the (laughs) tee. Yes. I, I didn't figure that out until this weekend. It's It's key. It really changes everything. Right. It's nice. Right. It's really really nice. You don't want
1: to be hitting uh Jason Day's 6 iron off of every tee. No. <laughs> uh
0: but with, yeah. less, with less accuracy. Well, here's what I will say. Yochidi they take wonderful care of that golf. I mean, it's in great shape. but for a public golf course, there are very few places you will go where the course will be in There'll be better conditions than there are at Yochidi. That being said, it's very scorable. I mean, you don't have to be playing great golf to shoot a good number there because the fairways are massive. There's not a lot of trouble to get into. I mean one and two are on the border of the property with what looks like OB right. The local rule is that they're environmentally sensitive areas, so it doesn't matter how far. You hit your ball into those things, you get a free drop at the point of entry. So they're kind of idiot proofing the first couple holes of the golf course so people don't get too discouraged right off the gate. Which seems like, here's the thing if they were playing a USGA tournament there, I would expect them to change that because it's so soft. It's just such a soft rule. But if you're the director of golf there, who I met, who's a really, really nice guy and took really good care of us yesterday, at a resort course like that, Case of play is a concern. Absolutely. You know, people's enjoyment is a priority. And so people a rule are, like that is actually, in the case of that golf course, is a really good thing. Because it makes the people that are playing it happier and it gives them a more positive view on their experience there. But that being said, that whole environmentally sensitive area where there's clearly an out-of-bounds fence is pretty weak. <laughs> 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 sounds good to me yeah I mean I'm looking for anything lower my score to <laughs> tell you the truth that same out of bounds though once you get because you know two and three at Yochadihi are follow you know go in the same direction one after the other two it's an environmentally sensitive area on the right but on three it becomes out of bounds
1: what does Yochadihi stand for couldn't tell you you should know that You're fiery
0: just... dog animal oh. gathering place. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I
1: think it stands for Kyle. And shot I'm not dev- being racist. There's Ky- actually
0: a hole out there called Animal Gathering Place. I th- is there really? There really is. It's I the thirteenth it, hole. <laughs> what did you shoot on that hole? Uh, bogey. Yeah.
1: Bogey thirteenth. There we go. Yes. Should stand for Kyle shot seventy-seven. Yeah, seventy-seven. Well, low. I mean, like, I c- your your uh, esteemed co-host
0: here hasn't shot seventy-seven in a long. Time. good long time well long I, time. I play more golf than you do oh, if you fine. played as much golf as i did you would likely be shooting 77 with much more frequency uh, than I, I than i do you're, you're so nice to say that well it's a golf course i've always
1: longed to play and if i hadn't had my various family members visiting i might have joined you for we'll, this we'll one go, but, but we'll go another time yeah we'll, we'll go play again soon but yeah you, you build a golf course for hammered casino goers to have a relaxing time on you don't want all kind of you nit- do not nit- want an over penalizing ha- golf course yeah you don't want a guy starting out on the first hole having to having to take his driver out and measure club lengths no you know that's not you something that don't. needs to happen you so. most certainly and it's a well,
0: 160 foot drop from the tee to the fairway on number one it's scenic it's it's pretty pretty wild nice. uh, it, it's a very interesting way to start your round i mean it's the high point on the property is the first tee and like a little putting green that they put right next to the first tee, which is pretty, pretty cool. Casinos know how to make it dramatic. They do. <laughs> very, very well put. I mean, again, before I lose my train of thought, wide, wide, wide open fairways, not a lot of places to get in trouble other than the couple of water features out there is really the only trouble you're going to find. The greens roll really, really well. Um If I had, if you asked me to pick something out that I didn't like about the golf course, maybe it would be that some of the holes feel a little artificial and that it's just a product of them moving dirt like it you definitely don't feel like the golf course was just there and they could just kind of built it on the land. I mean, it's a very it has a very manufactured feel to it. But that being said, it's a lot of fun. It's very fair. It's forgiving. And that's why a lot of people that play the golf course have a really, really good time because they combine all those things with a golf course in much, much better shape than probably what everybody playing it is used to. And that's why most people that go and play UHD have a really good time. I've heard nothing but uh, awesome
1: comments about the conditions of that golf. course. Yeah. They they take unbelievably
0: good care of that golf course. I mean, like I just said, I mean, think what you will of the the design and the merits of the shot making and the shot values out there it's a, it's in great shape the greens roll well they're consistent they're quick but not like uncomfortably fast um the fairways are in great shape the bunkers dude the sand is so soft i mean hobos would be chomping at the bit to sleep in those things they oh, just that it's very depressing yeah matt i mean yeah it's just soft pillowy mattresses of sand Cascading all all over this property. But I was only in a couple of sand traps, but my my buddy Matt was in 15 bunkers in like the first 12 or 13 holes. Did you see that great shot that Rafael Cabrera Bayo
1: hit in the Olympics out of the bunker? Mm. His ball was next to like Tong Chai Jide's ball (laughs) in a bunker, (laughs) and he had to mark it and place it outside the bunker and re rake it and place it back. It's one of these complicated. Balls-touching bunker <laughs> scenarios. So he replaces his ball. He, he got to rake it and the whole thing. And, he you know, it took 100 years for this procedure to, to play out. And then, you know, he's in a greenside bunker. He takes his sandwich. He might have hit the ball a foot it Slid right under it. You never saw a guy hit a worse bunker shot in the history of golf. It was so funny because it was it was the focus of the broadcast for about five minutes. this, This rules thing, and then it ended up just being the biggest egg that anybody ever laid. Take a look at what this guy did. Yeah, it's like you got to rake your own lie, and then you hit the shittiest shot in the history of bunker play in the history of golf. And he's Spanish. And you're supposed to have this whole Sevvy Ballesteros osmosis bullshit where you yeah, right. never hit shots like that. So,
0: Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, we were giving Matt Kuchar shit for uh, winning the bronze medal. I think I saw Shane Bacon from Fox Sports talking about how—this was before the tournament started— how he thought there would be nothing more fitting than uh, Sergio Garcia winning a bronze medal at the Olympics. But now that it's all said and done, Matt Kuchar winning a bronze is much more fitting. Much more fitting? It because been, it Sergio been... does thrive in international competition. It would have been funny.
1: If Sergio had won the gold medal or something, because it this would is have your
0: this is your tournament,
1: Sergio. Because it would have been so interesting to see how he played that, right? <laughs> like, would he not ever talk about it, or would he talk about it
0: all the time? It could go. It could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that seems like a lengthy and wonderful discussion for another time, where we have far more time to discuss such matters, because we're actually. We're up against the clock here. We got to get going. Yep, it, it's true. They're
1: uh, taking the studio that we're in, and uh, uh, a young rock band is gonna play in it next. So yeah. that we they're they're standing right outside the window. A where... lot
0: of magic happening in the studio.
1: Yep. Well, anyway, Kyle, it's been lovely.
0: It has been lovely, and uh, everybody, thank you very much for uh, listening to us yet again. If you have any questions or any comments, or if there's anything you want us to touch on in any future podcasts. Um, it's not that hard to get hold of us, you know, find golf guide on Facebook or Twitter or, um, Instagram, you know, shoot us a message. If you got something you want us to touch on, or if you got any comments or thoughts, we did actually have a couple people leave us, uh, reviews on iTunes, which were quite nice, if not odd, somebody equated us to Wayne's world. We're like the Wayne's World of golf. I th- I think that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that yeah. Fe- that felt nice.
1: We yeah. are pretty stupid. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and likable. Yeah, well, whoever you are, thank you. That was that was very very kind. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, if that's the case, uh, we will be back next week. I th- hoping if something, uh, unless something goes catastrophically wrong, we should have Sean Ogle from breaking 80com uh, on the podcast in the next week or two. Is going to share with us. Uh, some of his story about his quest to become the youngest player to ever play all of the world's top 100 golf courses. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that as a, a life goal?
1: Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Must it, be nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, you know, you got to just talk to this guy as a a, a general look into how to scam the world into making your perfect life happen. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm going to be taking copious amounts of notes right. when, uh, when we do our interview here in the next couple of days, it's going to be really, yeah, a, a lot of note taking, but anyway, um, so look forward to that. Look forward to us being back next week. Um, yeah, guys have a great week. Enjoy the last week of the Olympics. Enjoy the women's golf tournament at the Olympics. Uh, I guess Ryan Moore won the John Deere classic, but I don't care. You probably don't care either. None of us really care. That's just very fitting because that's kind of what happens when Ryan Moore wins golf tournaments. Nobody cares. The guy wore a tie (laughs) on the golf course. He did. All right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Ryan. Good night. Good night. All right. Thank you, everybody.